uh, before we jump in today, I have to have to take a moment to say thank you so, so much to our pastor, Pastor Michael Todd. He is, um, he's so amazing. And what you need to know is it's easy to see someone on a stage and think, you know, that, that's really awesome. They're great. Um, but the things that I love about our pastor is not who he is on a stage. It's who he is off stage. And he is such a, uh, just a genuine, caring person. And this week, actually, he literally is getting on a flight probably right now as we speak. Uh, he has the opportunity to speak to a ton of leaders in London. So they asked him to come over there. Yeah, it's so amazing. And uh, we're a church that really believes in the power of prayer and, and pushing our pastor forward. And the Bible talks about there's a story where um, where there was an, a, a, a war going on. And it says as long as they held up his arms, their leader's arms, that they that they continue to win the war. We're a church that holds up our pastor's arms in prayer. And so uh, this week. If you, for any moment, think about Pastor Michael, I want you to take a moment, just pray for him. Just pray for strength, for wisdom, for discernment, for the right thing at the right time, for the right conversations. And uh, we're going to do that together. And here's the thing. We are called to represent God. If you don't know our mission here at the church, our vision, why we exist is to represent God to the lost and found for transformation in Christ. And uh, our pastor gets to do that in a really big way this weekend. And so we're going to hold him up and push him forward in prayer. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to get into it. Uh, Before we do, I got a crazy announcement. My wife had the most beautiful baby you've ever seen in your life. Where's that baby? I put that baby on the screen. Oh, my goodness. Look at that boy. My goodness. He's just so good. All right. That's the sermon. Thank you, guys. See you. No. That is Arlo Phoenix Metcalf. Uh, Arlo is Italian for Charles, and me and my wife got married in Phoenix, Arizona. And so uh, that is our little nugget. He's our first one. And literally after we had him, I was talking to babe. I was, I was talking to my wife. And I was like, babe, he's so good looking. We got to at least make a couple more. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just got to, they're just, if they're going to be this good looking, we got to keep cranking these out while it lasts. Uh, but, uh, but I am really excited to be uh, sharing this word today. And uh, we are in a series called Marked. Everybody say Marked. Marked. Did, ooh, y'all showed up at the one o'clock. Okay, this, I can already tell it's going to be good. Hey, listen, here's what you need to know. You are marked by God. Like, I know there are times when it may feel different than that, but you're marked by God. And you're not marked by what happened to you. You're not marked by what they said about you. You're not marked by the, by the bad season of your life where you were. You're marked by God. And he has purpose and he has plan for our lives. And here's the thing I want to even share today is that sometimes it's easy to think that maybe there are qualifications or lists of things you have to do to get marked. God already marked you. Whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, God has already marked you. He's already put vision in your heart. He's already put a plan. He says the steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered. God has already marked you. He's marked you for impact. He's marked you to make a difference. And here's the thing you need to know. Your life and your mark matters. There are things that God has called you to do that you can't even begin to imagine right now. And you are marked by God. Somebody say, say, I'm marked. marked. Now, here's. The thing we talked about last week, Marked, uh, the series is following the life, the leadership and the legacy of David. David in the Bible is an amazing, amazing man of God. The Bible literally says he was a man after God's own heart, which is a great tagline to have, by the way. Uh, but David, we're following his life. And last week we started off the series following the life of Saul. Now, Saul was the one who was marked before David. And, and here's the thing you need to know. The, being marked isn't for a select group of people. Like it's easy to think, oh, you're marked because you, you know, the pastor is marked on the platform or the person who has all this influence there. No, you are marked where you are at that job with those kids at the place where a lot of people don't know about. You are marked. But here's the thing. Only you can disqualify you. You know, if God marked you, which he did, no one can disqualify you from that except you. And we looked at Saul's life last week and saw the things that were whiting him out from God's plan. You know, when you make a mistake, you write something down. It's like, oh, I had to let me cover. There were things that Saul did that removed himself. And many of us, we can find ourselves in situations where we question the call of God on our life. We question whether he sees our situation. But what you need to know is if you're not in that spot, it's not because God didn't mark you. It's not because he took the plan away or you messed it up too bad and he said, oh, I can't trust them anymore. No, you're marked 
by God. But we have to take ownership and realize the power that we have to play in it. Somebody say this. Say, I'm marked. marked. Now, I want to look this week um, at Jesus's life and something Jesus said. It's in Luke 14 is where we're going to be. So if you have your Bibles, you can can turn it to there. And uh, this sermon is so, so intentional on purpose to really look at some things as we talk about what it means to be marked by God. Luke 14 uh, is where we're at. Verse 25. This is what the Bible says. It says a large crowd was following Jesus and he turned around to them and said, if you want to be my disciple, I want to pause right there. Jesus is about to make a very hard delineation. He says, there's people following me, but if you want to be my disciple, this is very important because Jesus is about to list some very harsh things. And if you're just okay with being in the crowd, that's fine. But there were people who wanted to take the step further and say, you know what? I don't want to just be in the crowd. Like a lot of people are in the crowd. Literally statistics say that 78% of the United States says they follow Jesus. 2.2 billion people in the world say they follow Jesus. Kanye has new Sunday service times if you haven't heard about it. But like it's there are a lot of people who say, yeah, I want to follow Jesus. But when you're in the crowd, you can move in and out at your convenience. Jesus said, if you want to go from being in the crowd to my disciple, you, I'm about to list some things that are pretty tough. And I want to look at this right here. It says, if you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. Tough. Yeah, that's Jesus. My mama said you couldn't say hate, but Jesus said it right here. Your father and mother, your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you can't be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. Don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction for a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money. Then everyone would laugh at you. They would say, there's that person that started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. It goes on to say, it says, what king would go against another king without first sitting down with his counselors? He says, there's a king and he's about to face an army of 20,000. It says, what would he not sit down with his counselors to see if his 10,000 could could beat 20,000? Verse 32, and if he can't, he would send delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy was still far away. Verse 33, so you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. I want to pray that God would speak specific to us right now. And there's a reason. Lord God, I thank you that you know what we need to hear. So I thank you, Lord, that as your word goes forward, it would speak specifically to our situation. I speak against any walls that would keep us from receiving your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said? Amen. Uh, I grew up with my mom and dad, uh, and one of our favorite things to do, one of my favorite things to do, was to go shopping. Does anybody else in here like to go shopping? Make some noise if you like to go shopping. Now, some of the guys, you were like, I don't like to shop. I like to go out in the woods and cut down trees and do other random stuff. Uh, Now, that's great. For me personally, if we have progressed to having air conditioning and roofs over our heads... It doesn't make sense to act like we don't anymore. It just doesn't. I don't get it. It's like, let's go out here and sweat, be stinky like we used to be because we didn't have a choice. But I'm paying this AC bill and I'm out here sweating. Don't make no sense. Anyways, but so I grew up liking the shop. So we would go to the store and we would play this game all the time. We would literally see who could make the best outfit. And we'd go to very expensive stores. We'd walk in and be like, yeah, I need that suit right there and a 42 long. And then I could get the red tie with the blue. Sh- and then I need, and we would get all this stuff and we would lay it all out. And I would be like, oh, it was just so much fun. Like, I think that's the inner like designer in me that was putting this together. Like, no, send that back. I need this fabric. And I put it all together. And then we just sit there and we'd be like, all right, cool. We'll see you guys. We're going to leave now. We never, now that I'm older, I realize like, oh, this is a game because we had no money. So we just go in there and act like we're going to do something and then we just leave. But me and my wife were in New York and we were shopping and my friend told me about this store. He said, it's like a thrift store, but they have really, really nice stuff. So we walk in and this store is crazy. It had tons of different stuff I had never even seen before. I walk in and I see these pair of shoes. Now, have you ever seen something and thought, Lord, I hear you. I see what you're doing. 
you worked this out so precisely. You made these shoes for me. So I go to the guy. I'm like, brother, I'm going to need those shoes right there. So I try them on. And you know when you was a kid and you used to try shoes on and you do this move right here? Anybody remember that one? Y'all going to be fake. You know what I'm talking about. You remember you used to do the run where you look back at them to see what the back view would look like? And then you had the stomp boys and then the light would go on them. Anyways. I was doing that. I was in there. I was like, bro, these mugs is clean. Like, I'm just doing all kinds of stuff. I'm like, I'm going to get these shoes. He takes them, takes them up to the counter. I go up there. I'm sitting in line. And I'm standing in line. And I get to the counter. She puts them all in this nice fancy box. And I'm about to get my card out. And she says, all right, so your total will come to $800.32. And I was like, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, quick question. Um... So, I was gonna, yeah, let me just, hold on, let me, is it the wind or, let me, uh, I pulled my signature move, I said, let me go grab my other card real quick, I just gotta go, I'll be back, you ring everybody else up, and I'll just, I'll be back later, she's like, sir, do you want me to save yourself, I was like, no, don't even worry about it, just you go ahead, you know, take care of them, and I'll be back later, I was not coming back, if I would, if I would have swiped my card, I'd be like, yeah, right, what you think? But it was, I was like, yeah, I am not prepared to pay for these. Now, here's the thing. When I saw the shoes and when I put them on, I liked how it looked on me. Like I liked it. Some of you already know where I'm going. He said, ooh. He, I liked how it looked. I liked the way it made me feel. I liked what I, what I thought people would say about me because I had them on. But I was not ready to pay the price. When it comes to being marked, there are a lot of us who liked how being marked sounds. It sounds good to yell I'm marked and God has purpose for me. But I came to ask you the title of my message. Did you check the price? Did, that's called a transition if I ain't never heard of one. Did you check the price? Because being marked has a cost. And I noticed that this is the stuff people don't talk about. Like this wasn't on your felt board in Sunday school with the little Jesus. It was, that was not. Nobody talked. Your small group's not talking about it. But it has a cost. And Jesus was very clear. And for some reason, we sign up to follow Jesus as a bubble shield against the world and to add to our resume and make us feel better about ourselves. But that's not what Jesus came here to do. You literally look in scripture and so many different times Jesus was saying, hey, yeah, if you follow me, you may want to stop and look around and make sure you want to do this. You, you, you may, because people don't talk about the cost. Like people always want to talk about the promise without the price. You, you always want to talk about how great it's going to be in the picture and what it's going to look like. But there is always a price connected to it. We just had our first kid. Everybody's, oh, when you see him, you're just going to fall in love. It's so beautiful. Nobody talked about getting peed on six times in 20 minutes. That, nobody talked about my favorite jeans getting pooped on. Nobody talked about that me and my wife, I'm tired, you're tired. We start arguing and it caused tensions in our marriage, not because we're mad at each other, but because we're both just tired. There, there was a cost that people weren't talking about. And if we don't talk about the price, then people dive into things not realizing what it's going to cost them. You... We have to talk about the price. I know you, the wedding photos were beautiful. But who's talking about the cost of your pride? That it actually takes to serve someone in a marriage. I know you, you're obsessed with the picture and what it's going to look like. But there is a cost. And G Jesus said, don't start. Do, I, do not start if you do not count the cost. Because here's the thing, there are a lot of people who are in situations of hurt, of insecurity, of pain because of people who didn't count the cost. You, you just got excited, we're in love, we're going to get married. And you actually weren't willing to kill yourself and your flesh and serve someone. So you got into something prematurely, but you weren't willing to pay what it would take. So then you got a divorce and it didn't work out. But really, it wasn't because you weren't marked, it because you wouldn't pay the price. It's because you weren't ready to do what it would actually take. And it would be immature of us to think that something would not cost an actual payment if we have this expectation of God that he's going to do all these amazing things and it's going to work out. And I don't really have any part to play. I just sit back and do kind of whatever I want to and it'll work out and I'll reach my purpose. Be, write this down. First point. Being marked is going to cost you. It's, I'm just going to go 
And this is the tough stuff that like, I, I didn't sign up for this. I came to hear about faith and miracles. Well, it's, it's a miracle that God marked you, honestly. It's a miracle that he chose to use people who were broken and hurt and had pain and like. Being marked is going to cost you. And it's going to cost you some things that you have to. And that's why Jesus, I love Jesus. He was so clear. He's like, you can be in the crowd. That's cool. Like you can post about me when you show up to TC for the one o'clock service, the one o'clock fun o'clock. And that's amazing. You post about it. But if if. If you want to co- go from posting about it to actually being about it, you, you got to make a decision. You have to check the price. I want to look at three things in Luke 14 that being marked will cost you. The first one, write this down. Being marked will cost you your plan. It, being marked will cost you your plan. And I know you've had your plan since you were 11 years old. I'm going to go to this school I'm going to graduate with honors. I'm going to get married at this age. After we get married, we're going to have three kids. We're going to have the white picket fence. And then he's going to work here. And then I'm going to do this. And we're going to retire. And that's how it's going to go. Beautiful plan. That's great. Question, is it God's plan for you, though? Because if you want to keep your plan with his purpose, it may not work out. Because you don't know what he knows. You don't know the place that he's taking you to. Look at the scripture. It says in Luke 14, uh, you must by comparison hate everyone else. Now, when growing up, my mom said, you can't say hate, Charles. You say strongly dislike. So I say, I strongly dislike this dinner that you made. No, I'm just kidding. But Jesus is not, this is the same God that said, honor your father and mother. The same God that said the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. This scripture is not about the word hate. And it's not really about your family. Jesus was making a drastic statement to show the difference that it should be between how you are loyal to him and those in your life that you're loyal to. A lot of us walk around saying we love things. I love this team. I love that car. But in comparison to how you love your family, it should be drastically different. Jesus was saying, in comparison to how you love me and how you're committed to me, it should be drastically different. Now you're saying, Charles, how does, how does talking about you should hate your family and your mom and your kid, all, how does that connect to your plan? Well, what you need to know is Jesus was talking to a primarily Jewish crowd. For Jews, their family determined their future. What family they were born into was a very big deal. Because you are a Jew, if you were born into that family... You are the line of Abraham and people thought because I'm a Jew, I'm better than certain people because I'm in this line. I I have certain rights that other people don't have because I'm in this line. I have certain securities that other people don't have because I'm in this line. Some Jews even believe that they had a guaranteed spot in heaven, regardless of how they live their life, simply because they were in that family. Jesus was saying, I know you make plans based on how your life has been set up, the family you were born into, but you have to decide, do you want my promise or your plan? Because they won't always align. If your plan is always exactly God's plan, you could be God. Your plan is always exact. God's plan will not. It says your thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. And, and you have to count the cost. Do you want his promise or your plan? Here's the thing. We're going to go to the marked market. I just made that up. But uh, this is what we do. We like how being marked looks. So we think, you know what? This is nice. I'm going to get me one of these marked things. You know what I'm saying? Let's do this. I'm going to be marked by God. God, you have marked me. Oh, I'm going to try this mark on. You know what I'm saying? Lord Jesus, this is a good one. And we like how being marked looks. We like the way it makes us feel and, oh, yeah, God, I'm marked by you. And I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, I have my plan. My life's going to go this way and I'm going to get married. God, I'm going to get married at this age. I thank you that, Lord, you're setting that plan up. And God says, okay, great. And you check the price. Stay single. God, what you, what you mean stay single? You, I, I was supposed, in my plan, I got married at this age. And many of us are connected to God's plan as long as. God, I'll do whatever you want me to do as long as 
you you do it at the time I want to do it. And you got to choose. Do you want his promise or your plan? Because your plan may not always match up. What you don't realize, some of you are like, I got to get married. I got to get married. You're actually looking to someone else to fulfill a hole that only God can. And if you jump into a marriage too early, you'll look to someone that can't actually help you. Jesus is trying to teach you that if you would find your wholeness in me, you wouldn't need anybody else. But you would bring something to it and make it better. Charles, that was good. Well, thank you so much. That is not me, God. That is from the enemy. I will not be single. Rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Here's what I'm going to do. I know I'll, here's my plan. God, I'm going to go to the same school that everybody in my family went to. Because if I go to that school, I'll get that job. And then if I get that job, I'll, I'll be able to make that certain amount of money. And God, yeah, I'm going to go to that school. That'll be, that'll be good. Yeah, God, hold up. How much is this? What's it? Change schools. Community college? What? God, this was not in this this wasn't in the plan. Like I I'm supposed to go to this school. At, because, because this is how my family's always done it. And if I don't do it, they won't be proud of me and they won't accept me. And they won't like I want it. If I don't fulfill the pressure that people have put on me, then what am I gonna do? And do you, are you living for people or are you living for God? You you have to make a very clear line. Do you, what plans do you want more than God's purpose for your life? Because some of us have made some plans that are written in stone and you will not change it for anybody. And that's fine, but you will continue to forfeit the promise of God for your life as long as you keep your plans. It's just not, it's not always going to work out the way you line it up. Being marked will cost you your plan. Second thing being marked will cost you. Being marked will cost you your patterns. Being marked will cost you your patterns. What you don't realize is some of us is easy to not easy, but easier to accept God's plan. You know, like I definitely want God's plan for my life. That's good. Like I trust that he wants good things for me. And, you know, Drake made a song about it. So it must be true. God's plan. I'm going to accept God's plan. And that's great. But if you try to keep God's plan with your patterns, you will keep yourself in the same place. Many of us have patterns in our life that directly fight against God's plan. And you wonder why you're on the treadmill of your same cycles and you're not moving forward. But it's because you have patterns that are working against what God wants to do. I think y'all sleep. Hold on. Let me check out this. Uh, you know what, God? I'm going to, I'm marked by you. I know I'm marked by you, God. And I, you're going to, I'm going to, you know what, God? I'm, I'm called to ministry. I'm called to ministry. God, you know, I can sing. You know, I got that gift. People are going to see me on the stage and it's, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. God, I can't wait till you use me. God says, okay, that's great. Uh, do wait, what? Season of obscurity. Like, serve when no one's looking. Like, practice my gift. In my room and not on a stage? You, you, you mean not walk around and tell everybody how gifted I am and let you open doors for me and me not jam my way into places that I'm not graced for? What? Why would I? But do you want your patterns or do you want his plan? Look at Jesus. He lists this whole thing. He says, you must hate by comparison your father, your mother, your wife, your children. Yes, even your own life. Jesus added that caveat for everybody who has no problem cutting everybody else out. The only problem is you won't cut you out. So you, your, it's your patterns that are keeping you in the same spot. For me, there are patterns in my life that I was like, I really want to move forward. But it's like, if you, if you don't change the pattern, where you're going can't do anything. It's like you, you, you set up the same things in the same cycles. I'm going to keep this area of my life to the side because, you know, this, I can control this area and I have this and, and I, can, I can do it by myself. But God says, if you don't change your pattern, it won't make a difference. You know what, God? I want, I want a healthy marriage, God. That's what I want. I want to be marked by you and have a healthy marriage. That's what I'm going to do, God. And we're going to have a great marriage. It's going to be good. And it's going to be so amazing. But God says, you have a pattern of pride. So the cost of this one is for you to apologize. 
Watch out. I don't know who's sitting next to her, but you better apologize, brother. <laughs> but if, if your pattern is pride, God's not going to give you something that you don't have the ability to steward over. The thing you got to realize is God cares about the people you're around, the situation you're in more than you do. So if he cares about them so much, he's not going to put something in their life that would actually worsen the situation. God, the price, we have to check the price. We, because we, it's great. I, this just looks great. And you know, the denim right here just goes perfectly into my jeans. And it's just, you know, it's, but if you, if you're not willing to pay the price, you, you know what, God? I, I'm, a, I'm a successful businessman and I've always been a successful person, God, and, and money just looks good on me, Lord. I'm, I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. No, I, you know, I'm just, God, I just, yeah, I want to, I want to, I'm, I'm marked for success. I'm marked to be the CEO. I'm marked to be the business leader. I'm marked to, that I'm marked to do it. But God says you have a pattern of being your own provider. So I'm going to need you to tithe. Uh, what? Trust you with the first 10% of my income and give to you because you gave me everything? Oh, no, wait. I, I'm not. I can't do that, God. I got, you know. But if your pattern is being your own provider, you'll think when you get to the top that it was you. But God says, I, I need you to sacrifice this pattern to understand who your source is. And if you think you're your source, you've got it all messed up. Do there is a price and it's going to cost you some of your plans and it will cost you some of your patterns. What, what patterns are you catering towards more than you are his promise? Because that's what we do. Like some of us, our pat, you don't have to think hard of your patterns that are keeping you from your purpose. Don't act, you ain't got to be like, God, oh, just really reveal it to me. It's like, no, you gossip about people and you've been doing it since sixth grade and it keeps you in the exact same spot. And you blow it over as your prayer group where we need to pray for Belly because you know what happened to so-and-so. But then you're talking about people. So it's, it's the pattern. The, the, man, I don't know what's in this one. There's something. It's, we have to address and be honest. And that's the thing. God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. So when you just say, yeah, God, I got this pattern. I got this pattern where I had these wrong thoughts. And instead of getting them out or, or turning to your word, I go to the thing that's actually going to hurt me. And God, I just need help changing this pattern. God says, I can use that. I can use someone who'll be honest. And that's the thing. We have to address our patterns. Being marked is going to cost you. It's going to cost you your plan. It's going to cost you your patterns. And the last thing is it's going to cost you your pleasure. Now, this is the thing where everybody gets a little uncomfortable because you, you thought following Jesus was about making you feel good about yourself. Like you, you thought Jesus was about your comfort. That that's actually not what being marked is about. I'll prove it to you. Look at the scripture. He goes and he says, if you don't be my disciple, you must by comparison hate everyone else. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Verse 27. And if you don't care, if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you can't be my disciple. Now, when you hear the word cross, you, you have a certain thought. You think of either a, a necklace. You think of Jesus on the cross. You think of him raising and, and dying on the cross. But then he came to life and the tomb was empty. You think of the, the matching tattoo. You're in your bestie, God. You, you have a natural thought. When you think cross, what we have failed to realize is the cross was a thing before Jesus. Think of the cross was before Jesus. Jesus wasn't associated with the cross yet. So when he would have said cross, they would have not have thought what you just thought about. They, they would have thought the Roman soldiers who used a cross to torture and murder people. Je it was not the same fluffy, oh yeah, Jesus ain't on the cross no more and I got this necklace to remember. No, they would have thought of a six hour brutal, humiliating death. That Jesus says, hey, want to be my disciple? Bet, uh, one quick question, one quick thing. Uh, yeah, carry your cross. Everyone would have gotten sick to their stomach. 
Literally, people were beaten until they weren't unrecognizable. They were hung on a cross. They were literally drowning in their own blood. And the only way they could breathe was to push up. But they had broken their femur. Jesus said, hey, you want to talk about being marked? Carry your cross. Carry the thing where flesh dies. Carry the thing where, where something dies on it. And that's the problem. Many of us think being marked is about being crowned. It's not about being crowned. It's about a cross. If you think being marked is about being crowned, you only go as far as your comfort will let you. You, If you think being marked by God is about you, you will only go as far as people recognize. You will only go as far as it fits in your schedule and it makes you feel good. But being marked is not as much of a crown as it is a cross. It's... It's the thing where your flesh has to die. It's the thing where the anger has to die. It's the thing where your pride has to die. It's the thing where the lust has to die. It's, it's, it's not about you. You know what, God? I just, I want to walk in your purpose. I really, I'm tired. Okay, God, I, I hear your word and I'm going to commit to it, Lord. I've been doing my own thing, but I'm marked by you. I'm marked and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be marked by God. I'm going to walk in my purpose. I'm going to walk in freedom. And I just, I just want to do that, God. Ooh. And then you see this cuss word. Serve. <laughs> this word right here is keeping so many people from their purpose. Serve on Sunday? Sunday's my day, God. That's the family day. We don't, we don't mess with that. We go to the lake on Sunday. And if they add a service time that's convenient for me, I may come. But if not, I'll just watch it on YouTube. Because this is my this is my day. Somehow you took the Lord's day. I don't know when that happened. It'd be nice to find that out. But you serve in the park. You ain't gonna catch me in the parking lot. You ain't gonna catch me in kids. Don't ask me to serve. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I'm going to reach my purpose, but I'm not going to serve, which Christ did not come to be served, but be a servant of all. But somehow you're going to be exactly like him. All right. Put that one right there. God, you know what? I just, you know what, God, I want to, I want to, I wanna really want to do what you have me to do, Lord. I want, I want to walk in healing, Lord God. I really need healing in my life. I, I need to, I need this. I need you to show up in my life and I need you to work on this relationship. That's really bad. There's, there's, it, it's broken right now, but Lord, you have marked me for this moment and I'm going to stay in the relationship and we're going to work it out. God says, okay, great. Hold up. Confess. I told them what happened. I got, I got to, I got to tell them what I did back then. Before we had really even committed and before we had actually, you know, God, you know, you have the wedding ceremony, but then it's not to actually sign the documents that you're leaving. So I got to tell them what happened then. But I've got to tell them about the business that I know. I, it was just under the table that one time, God, and I, I tithed on it, though, God, you know, I got that blessing. I tithed on it, but I did. But which which do you want? Do you want to stay comfortable? Do you want to make sure you feel good about the decisions you've made? Or do you truly want to be a disciple? And it's up for you to decide. It's up for us to decide. It's up for me to decide. Jesus said you can be in the crowd. But if you want the benefits of being with me, if you want the things that happen when you're connected to me, you have to make a decision. Which one do you want? And here's the thing. That scripture is so powerful because it says you must carry your own cross. Here's what happens. Some of us, you think, you know what, God? I'm done with all these prices. I don't, want, I don't want none of that. But you know what? I saw their mark. And their mark is cool. Like, God, why did you, you mark them like that? And you gave me this? You know what, God? I, I want somebody else's mark. I don't want mine. So you know what? Someone else's mark looks better than mine. Oh, these Pastor Mike shoes? Hold on. I think if I'm marked like them, then maybe I'll feel better. Their mark is better than mine. If I wear, if, if I get their mark, I like the way they're marked. Mark, he's mark, he has more, he's more popular and I get to, 
And I want to be, I want people to look at me like they look at him. And I want to, I want to be marked like, but while you're busy being someone else, there are people waiting on you. While you're, there are people waiting for the mark that God has on your life. There are people waiting for what's on the inside of you to come out because they need freedom. Your children are waiting on you. Your marriage is waiting on you. They're waiting because nobody is marked like you. That's the thing. You can't be them, but they can't be you. No, somebody needs that. This is for somebody. Somebody needs to find confidence that you are marked like nobody else. And there is a void in the earth until you step into your spot, until you realize that you're called by God and nobody else has the calling that you do. Carry your own cross because God did not grace you for somebody else's. And as long as you walk around in somebody else's shoes. You're laughing at me, but this is what you look like. Yeah, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to start this business and I ain't managed my finances in 10 years. I'm I'm supposed to go to that school, but I didn't I didn't serve at church though, but I want to be a pastor, but I won't stay after to put up chairs. I wanna I wanna I'm gonna make all this money, but don't ask me to tithe and trust God. I you it's gonna cost you. Being marked will cost you. Some of you need to find a confidence that, you know what? I'm not marked like them. My mark ain't like yours. And what they do, you can't do. But here's the thing you need to know. They can't do what you can do. And they're not, they're not marked like you are. And God didn't call them to the family that he called you to. And God didn't ask them to do the things that he asked you to do. And as long as you understand that, you know what, I'm not marked like them, but they're not marked like me, then I'm going to be all right. And when you understand that God has a unique calling on your life and there's something in the earth that he wants to do. And until you step up and do it, there will be a void in the earth. Some of you, there is a confidence that needs to come back that you are still marked regardless of the seasons you've had, where you questioned it, where you worried. You are still marked by God. preach this whole message in my son's room to the stuffed animals and they were amen and way more than you are it's we gotta count the cost Jesus said it these aren't Jesus said great you want to be my disciple what are but are you willing to pay the price and many of us what will happen you know if I really wanted those shoes I could have pulled out a credit card. I could have, I could have spent something that I didn't have for a momentary feeling and just put it on credit. I, I could have just, you know what? I know I can't really afford this and I'm not willing to pay the price, but just put it on my credit. I know that I'm not, you know, I know that I'm not really to actually pay the price of being marked by God. So I won't change my patterns to where I get up early and I'm in his presence and I worship God and I'm not willing to, but just put it on my credit and I'll wake up at six, take a picture and post it on Instagram and then go back to sleep. Credit. I'm not actually willing to have integrity, but I'll just, I'll, I'll act like I do and I'll say, yeah, totally. And I'll say I'm going to God when really I just go in my quiet time and it's just me and the books and I kind of change them and edit them how I wanted to. Swipe. I'll just, sw- I, I, this relationship, yep, swipe. That, that, that job, yep, swipe. I, I'm, not, I'm not willing to pay, but in a moment I will be. So I'll just put it on credit for a while and what's happening is you are digging a hole. You're literally, and here's the thing, you, you, you're actually not supposed to be the one paying for it. Like that's the sad part is you've literally, someone has already paid for the things that you are running up debt on. Some Jesus already paid for it. He, the goal of this is not for you to get overwhelmed. Like the end goal of this message isn't great. You feel overwhelmed by what God's called you to. Hallelujah. Go live a transformed life. That's 
The goal is to understand the price so you know the value when it's already been paid for. The, the goal is for you to understand what it costs and to bring you to the end of yourself. Being marked was designed to make you dependent. That is literally how it is set up. Being marked is designed to make you dependent. So when you start to feel overwhelmed, when you start to think about it, say, you know what? I can't do this by myself. And I feel overwhelmed by the pressures of life and and the family and the business. Exactly. Jesus is literally sitting off to the side saying, yeah, I know you can't do it by yourself. I I know you feel overwhelmed and you can stay over there and act like you have it all together. But me and your heart really know that you're terrified of what God's called you to. So you can stand over there and be prideful and act like you planned it this way. Or you could admit that your plan fell apart 10 years ago and you've been scrounging it together ever since. But God is literally sitting there trying to help. But we will say, you know what, God, but I got it. I just I set up my thing and I got it and I can do it. And and, and, and I'm a little overwhelmed by the pressures of life. And I'm a little I just but I I can do it. Lord, I can do it. I can do it. And he's saying the goal is not for you to do it. The goal is for you to understand that you can't. The, the goal is for, to bring you to the end of yourself. The reason what God has called you to feels bigger than you is because it is bigger than you. That the reason it feels like you can't raise those kids by yourself is because you can't raise them by yourself. The reason you feel like the business won't work if it's just you, because it won't work if it's just you. It, you need God. And he will literally say, you're marked by me. And here's what I want you to do. And you start to think, God, I cannot pay for that. And he goes, great. You know what? I already did. Funny story. 2,000 years ago, before you even knew me, before you even had this plan, I paid the price. Being marked, we have to check the price. And it's important that even as we're in our process or in the journey of, of being marked, and that's the thing you need to know. You, you are marked by God. Don't doubt it. Don't let anybody come against it. Don't let your own thoughts come. You're marked by God. But there's, there's going to be a price. And it's important that we talk about the price sometimes that, that it costs. Because if not, there are people looking at your life that think it's always been this way. Like you, because... Of whatever reason, we set up our lives to think it's always been this good. And the marriage has always worked out. We've always got along. We've always looked and been that cute couple. But it's not the truth. There was a price that was connected to it. But if you are, if you are covering that up to save your perception, then there are people who get into something and compare it to yours and are frustrated because theirs seems more expensive. We have to check the price. Scripture says this in Ephesians, Ephesians 2, 13. It says, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. God is working in you, giving you the power and the desire to do what pleases him. So the end goal is not it being about us being marked is not for us to be the person on the stage and the one with the accolades and the one that everybody looks to and always has the answer being marked is about actually the thing that's on the inside of you that other people need think about jesus he they wanted him crowned he needed to be on a cross because to save the crowd he had to be crushed They wanted him crowned as king. He had to die on the cross because without the cross, he does not save the crowd from themselves. It was about what was on the inside of Jesus. Without the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus, we do not have relationship with God. So what was on the inside of Jesus, people knew and people needed. And Jesus knew that what is on the inside of me is greater than the desire on the outside of me that I have. So I will kill my flesh because what's on the inside of me, someone else needs. In the same way, someone else needs the vision that's on the inside of you. Your children need the faith that's on the inside of you. 
Your, your, your company needs the integrity that's on the inside of you. They, they, they need it. But it will not come from you being crowned. Because the king does not go to battle. It comes from you being crushed. And the only way that happens is to carry your cross. And I know it's not, this is not the fluffy, tweetable, like, oh yeah, this is, that's the one. My faith is encouraged. <laughs> but it, we can't pick and choose which parts of the Bible we teach. Like, I, it's all the book. It's, it's all in there. And all Jesus is doing is trying to put you in situations where you will realize you can't do it by yourself. And here's the thing. And this is even, this is just something extra. If, if you aren't willing to pay the price now, it just keeps going up. Like what it cost you at 20? It doesn't, it, it costs a little more at 40. What it what it cost you at 15 to stay pure, even when you felt like it'll, what it cost you at a certain moment when it was just something in your flesh and you wanted to do it. If you're not willing to pay it, it will go up. So it's either now or later. It's either now or you'll reap the benefits later. And if it's not you, it's your children. If it's not your children, it's your children's children. So right now, I'm going to pay the price. And I'm going to admit that, God, I can't do it by myself. And I need your help. So right now, Lord, would you come and pay the price for me? you're not going to pay it for you, pay it for your children. Pay it for your family who doesn't even know you. Pay it for the people who are watching your life. Pay it for the people who are secretly watching you looking for hope. Pay it for the people who have no hope and their their only hope is to walk in and maybe see you serving God and maybe see you standing back up when you got knocked down. If you would just pay that, I promise you, given the power and the desire. I want to take a moment. I want to pray over every single person in this room. If you say, you know what? I'm, I'm at a place where maybe I felt, you can take a seat for just a moment. We're going to close real quickly. Maybe you feel overwhelmed by what God's called you to. Maybe the, you're like, I cannot afford it. I, I've just set, I've set my life up this way. And it's always been like this. And I just, I don't know how to do it. And I, it, if you, maybe you, you're in a season where you didn't pay the price at one point and now you feel like it's more expensive now. You don't know if you can do it. Maybe you're overwhelmed by, 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 by the thing that God has called you to and you need help to, to step into it. And or I, I don't know where you are, but if you say, you know what? I, I just, I need God's help. Like if I'm going to be marked, if I'm going to do what he's called me to do, I, I just, I need his help. If that's you, would you lift your hand right now? I just want to say a quick prayer for you. Lord God, I thank you for every person that lifted their hand. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that they are marked by you. They are not marked by their mistakes. They're not marked by the insecurity. They're not marked by the fear. They're not marked by the anxiety. They're not marked by the depression. But Lord God, they are marked by the power and the living God that is here, Lord God, right now meeting us where we are. So I thank you for a boldness. I thank you for insecurity insecurity dying. I thank you for our flesh dying, Lord Jesus. The things that are not like you, get them out of our life. And right now, Lord, we receive the power of God. We receive the Holy Spirit. The same power that got you out of that grave lives on the inside of us. So right now, I speak to generational curses. I speak to fear. I speak to things that have kept people bound. And I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that your spirit, Lord, is allowing us to step into our calling. It's allowing us to step into freedom. It's allowing us to step into healing. Lord, we, we can't do this without you. Lord, we, we need you. Lord, would you. Lord, would you take the areas of our life that maybe we've hidden? 
But right now we surrender them to you. The mistakes we've made, the things that have kept us back, the things that we know that we need to change. I thank you that it's not in our own strength, but it is by your power that we will step into the ability to really be who you have called us to be. Every head still bowed, every eye still closed. There are some of you in this room, and the reason you're here tonight is not because you've been trying to pay for your your mark or for your, but you've been trying to pay for your own life. Like you, you've just been trying to do life by yourself. You've been looking for things to fulfill you. You've been looking for people to fulfill you. You've been looking for money. You, you've went to everything. And the greatest thing and the worst thing that could ever happen is you get all of it just to realize it's not enough. There are some of you in here right now and the reason you are here is to accept Jesus into your life. I know it without a shadow of a doubt. There are people in this room that today is the day where everything changes. Today is where you surrender and say, I can't do it by myself. If you're in here and you want to accept Jesus, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to go get your life together and come back. You, right now, all you have to do is surrender. You, you just have to say, I can't do it on my own. I, I need help. I need help in the most powerful moment of your life. Jesus will meet you where you are. If you're in this room, you say, you know what? I want to accept Jesus. I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I want you to lift your hand. I want you to lift your hand because I believe when you lift your hand on the outside, it confirms what God is doing on the inside. One, he loves you. Two, he is so proud of you. Three, lift your hand right now if you want to accept Jesus. I see you down front. So proud of you. I got you right here, ma'am. Both hands. Come on. Over here. I see you. I got you, brother. I got you over here. I see you over here, sis. I want every single person in this room to pray this prayer after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for paying the price I could not pay I admit I've made mistakes save me change me transform me it's in Jesus name I pray